everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zubin. If you're brand new to the show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's show, we are going to be taking it a little bit easy. It's going to be a little bit more of a laid-back kind of casual show. And we're actually going to talk, we're actually going to do a deck tech today. We're going to do one of my commander deck techs, a... I've not done a deck tech in a long time, and every so often in between interviews and when I'm scheduling, because I've got quite a few interviews scheduled along the way, and when I'm doing these kind of casual type episodes, we'll do a deck tech, you know, why not? Why not? It's fun. It's fun. And then um, we're going to talk about some other stuff, too, that's going on as well. So before we begin, uh, let's get a few little ads out of the way. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And I just did the submission for the Amazon Prime podcast thing or whatever. Like, I got an email from Amazon asking me to, hey, submit your podcast to us now. And so I just went, like, yeah, here you go. Here's all my info. And then... um. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can support the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwazubi. You can find me on Twitter at magicwazubi, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zubi. And you can find my YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com slash, I don't know, bunch of numbers. Um, just search Magic with Zuby on YouTube. And that's about it. I put a lot of my stream VODs up there, you know, these podcast episodes as well, and some RPG companion episodes on there as well. I try to put all my stream VODs on there as much as I can. Uh, I guess uh, we'll get two more ads out of the way, and then let us get on with the topic. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to legitmtg.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at legitmtg.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at legitmtg.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on magic singles and magic sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... a normie? Yeah, exactly! A normie! Well, have I got the show for you. The all-new Magic for Normies show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic Magic for for Normies. Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, pixiekittenplays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic with Zuby RSS feed. Magic for normies. All right, so on today's show, we're going to be actually talking about, let me bring the notes over to the other screen here. Uh, we're going to be just doing some slight announcements, what I've been up to, and... Um, and we'll get on to the deck tech and oh oh I do want to talk a little bit about Amonkhet Remastered. Ooh, now that it's out for Magic Arena. So um right off the bat, if you're watching the video, um I did a thing. I did a thing. Oh god, it looks so bad. I shaved my entire head. I'm still not a hundred percent comfortable 
was going to get my hair cut at the hair place salon barber shop daily thing i even before the pandemic i hated getting my hair cut because i just don't like people touching me and especially you know strangers touching me even though like i'd have my normal sort of hair cutter person thing if they weren't there i'd have to get a random person i'd be like Ugh, i really need my hair cut though so i've just been I've, I've had clippers for years and years and just starting to shave it and i shaved it yesterday as of this recording and there you go there you go um it feels weird i have not been bald like this in a very long time so it's kind of a new feeling i gotta definitely make sure now that it's summertime i'm always outside wearing a hat because my head will get burned really quickly so besides that um other stuff that's been going on so i was working on a mythic odysseys of pharos review for rpg companion which i know the book's been out for a while now and there's already so many other people doing reviews so i had ideas of what i was doing i was writing notes and then i stopped visiting it and i wouldn't go back and visited it this past week and realized nope scrapping the whole idea i had and starting over i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do a, another powerpoint presentation like i did with DD versus pathfinder because i had a lot of fun doing that that i i really enjoyed making the powerpoint and then it really helped me set up my script as well too because i do know rpg commanding episodes take a lot longer to do so sorry there i i those are the episodes that i really really enjoy taking time doing that i really want to try to figure out what i'm gonna do uh, compared to Magic Wazubi, where I'm like, hey, you want to get interviewed? Cool, awesome, let's talk. You know, I mean, it's not that I don't do work for Magic Wazubi, it's just these are a lot easier to do. Whereas in D&D, I don't want to just do a sort of D&D with Zubi, where I'm just talking casually about D&D. Now, it's, I like doing the more curated content for uh, the RPG Companion, because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about, but I want to take my time in doing it the way I want to do it. Uh, other than that, uh, I've pl been playing this new little game called Fall Guys. Uh, surprisingly, I did not think that game would be as fun as it would be. And holy crap, thank you Efren uh, from Cardsphere.com for getting me that game. Uh, it is just a ridiculously fun game. I've heard people describe it. It's sort of like Double Dare, the old uh, kids cartoon show. Not cartoon, it was a kids... Um, the show, to, I don't know, Double Dare, how would you describe it? Like a like game show, game show, that's what I'm thinking of. Or like Legends of the Hidden Temple type. They're games like that, that you play with other people. It's it's a battle royale, essentially, and you got to be number one. But there's some team games in there. There's games that are solo. It's, it's so much fun to do, and just the graphics of it are all great. And it's so much fun to play with friends as well, too. I've been having... A lot of fun with it it's worth getting if you have ps4 and you have the playstation plus it's free on there right now totally worth getting it's so much fun i i, I love it it's a great game i've not had this much fun with a video game like this in a long time like a game that just makes me laugh until i cry that that's how much fun it is uh other than that um the only other kind of announcement i really have is my stream schedule may change for a little bit. If you do watch my live streams, you do know that on 
that I do stream Paper Magic. And on occasionally on Mondays, I'll do Magic Arena. And on Sunday mornings, I'll do a chill stream or random game. So the things that will be changing is might be a little bit erratic because at work, I am having a really big project coming up where I'll be doing a lot of after hours work and I will be working a lot of late nights. So there may be some nights where I don't get to do paper magic commander cause I'm too tired or do magic arena and so on and so forth. And there may even be some weeks where we don't get to do magic for normies as well either because of that. But you know, I'll always, if you really want to know, always follow my Twitter and you get to see, when I'm doing something or when I'm not going to do something, I'll make sure to announce it. So just wanted to put that out there and that I also, I stream. I stream as well too. I've been streaming almost every week since the pandemic started. And I, on Mondays, I try to do Magic Arena for a little bit, almost like every other Monday. And then Tuesdays, I do Paper Magic Commander with a bunch of people, great, lovely people. Uh, Saturday mornings, I do Paper Magic Commander as well. And Sunday, said it's usually a random game it may be magic arena or maybe some random game like lately it might be fall guys lately so um just wanted to put that out there and i guess let's get on to the main meat of the po so i wanted to also talk a little bit about uh amonkhet remastered before we went into the deck tech i was very pleasantly surprised at some of the cards that have been released for amonkhet remastered so I'm sharing my screen right now, um, just showing the little card gallery for Amiket Remastered if you're watching the video. And I gotta say, <laughs> my first favorite card that they reprinted for Magic Arena is Approach of the Second Sun. I'm already playing Bant Approach right now, and I absolutely love it. I loved this card in Standard. I loved trying to pull it off, and when, and when you did get it pulled off, it was amazing. Um, I really like the set symbol they did. They really sort of merged the... Hour of Devastation and Amonkhet symbol. I mean, we got Annoyed a Procession back. We got Cast Out back. Yes! One of the best control uh, exile effects right there. Oh, God. What else was really popping? I mean, we got Gideon of the Trials, which is a great control finisher. We've got... I, I know, I'm mainly talking about control. Oh, gosh. What else? I mean, Solemnity. Sol Sol I can never say that. Now, there is like Wrath of God. We finally have Wrath of God. Shatter the Sky is good, but Wrath of God is better. Well, let's just put it out there. Wrath of God is way better. I mean, we got As Foretold going on here. Champion of Wits. I mean, the, the God Pharaoh deck is going to be back. You know, and sort of like Historic is basically wide open right now. We got Jason Raveler of Secrets from Shadows Over Innistrad here. I mean, it's not the best Jane's, Jace Planeswalker, but oh, look, we got new perspectives, cycling. Well, especially with cycling just being printed again for, uh, what do you call it, Ikoria? Oh, gosh, what else didn't we get? Oh, we got, um, oh, what's that black card called? I know, I'll see it. Torment of Hailfire we got, right? You know, we did, yeah, Torment of Hailfire. I gotta try to pull that off, like do a Salt Eye. Torment of Hailfire with Nyxbloom Ancient out. Oh my gosh. I gotta try to do that. Uh, we got some good aggro cards for red. We got a Braid, which is great. Uh, Ancrop Crasher, which is 
that that was a limited all-star right here a braid not a braid a and crop crasher was a limited all-star back in Amonkhet limited chandra pyromaster which is interesting wasn't that we're dealing pretty in m15 or m14 something like that combat celebrant which is cool get an additional combat phase but it never really saw too much play if i remember i mean earthshaker kenra which was a great aggro card uh glorious and cool that's back cool hazret the fervent which was so good and aggro we got glory bringer harsh mentor oh my gosh the hour of devastation all these great cards i mean i know these cards were in arena before um before the in the beta with kaladesh and all that but i'm just i'm just glad to see these back in and it's great because they're also printing the reprinting some cards that weren't originally in amonkhet an hour like we saw jace and wrath of god when what was the last time wrath of god was even printed in standard like m10 m11 if that i can't even remember the last time it was in standard collected company i mean come on that's great uh, sorry about my phone there but that, that's just oh i'm so glad this card is about i like the new art too i i do kind of prefer the old art for collected company but i do like that art it's good it's good oh gosh what else is there haze apollon hornet queen which I, I really like the new art for that, the Hornet Queen. That just, ugh, it's a thing of nightmares of that art for Hornet Queen. It's just, if, you, if you're if you just listening to the audio, it's just a bunch of hornets in front of, like, some buildings. And, yeah, just a swarm of hornets. Oh, gosh, what else really stood out? Uh, Ronus the Indomitable is back. Um, let's see, any crazy multicolored cards that really stand out? Um, Lord of Extinction, which is a surprise. Oh my gosh, that is a thing of nightmares. That art, that new art for Lord of Extinction, that is a thing. I mean, Nicobolus God Pharaoh. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, Nissa Steward of Elements. Eh. I mean, Steward of Elements wasn't the worst Planeswalker card. It was just kind of meh. You know, it just wasn't the wasn't the best wasn't the best uh let's see there's both samets are back in Sam samet voice of descent is such a good planeswalker not planeswalker uh commander she can be freaking vicious and then the planeswalker is pretty good too uh sphinx's revelation oh that's such a good control card as well too oh man um just wait till we get supreme verdict at some point oh yes the Locust God. Oh, yeah, we got the three gods as well. Locust God, Scarab God, Scorpion God. Awesome. We've got God's Pharaoh Gift. I mean, how do you not have God's Pharaoh Gift? And then, oh, Gate to the Afterlife. Yeah. All the monuments. Throne of the God Pharaoh. Great card. And then we also got the uh, the Fetchable Cycling Lands uh, reprinted again for us. Like the Canyon Slough, Irrigated Farmland. Uh, all the deserts as well, too. Oh, that's right. I skipped over one of the green cards, Hour of Promise, which is just a great ramp card. So I'm I'm honestly glad we have uh, these cards printed again. And it's made Arena Historic a lot more fun. Like, Jumpstart really put a jump into Historic. It, it made it pretty fun with some good reprints. But Amonkhet Remastered, now that Approach is back, 
I'm going to be playing some approach. Because one of my favorite things to do, especially just when I'm casually playing, is just try to get Ugin and Ulamog out as quickly as I can because I'm a terrible person and a terrible human being. And now that I can try to see how fast can I get approach out. So pretty fun, pretty fun. All right, so if you were watching the video of this podcast, uh, I am going to be start. I'm doing a deck tech, and I haven't done a deck tech in a long time here. It is going to be a commander deck tech. It is going to be a recently built deck that I built about three months ago, according to scryfall.com. And I call it uh, very aptly Teenage Mutant Ninja Otrinis. So when the new Ikoria Commanders came out, I really liked all of them. My two favorites, though, were Cathrol and Otrimi. Uh, the other three are still really good commanders. They're just... Out of Otrimi and Cathrol, if I had to pick favorites, it'd be those two. So Otrimi, in case you're wondering, is a three uh, black, black, green, blue, bleh, nightmare beast. Has a mutate cost of one black, green, blue. It's a 6-6. Six, six. Has trample. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, return target creature card with mutate from your graveyard to your hand. So... This deck really does kind of build itself. You just really want a lot of good mutate cards and a lot of good mutate targets as well, too. So I did change up the pre-con quite a bit, a little bit here, and put in some good cards that are definitely, definitely, definitely good. Uh, just to go over them all quickly, because I don't want to go over each single one and make this deck tech forever here, but uh, I still kept in Slippery Boggle. Or wait, no, no, no. I don't think Slippery Boggle was originally in the uh, in the pre-con, but I put in Slippery Boggle because it's a one-one with hexproof and a perfect mutate target. It costs. It's a hybrid mana of green blue and perfect mutate target onto this because now your opponents can't spot removal your mutate creature. Uh, next up is one that. I think almost every Otrimi deck is going to need Polywog Symbiote, which helps your mutate cost cost less and helps you dig through your deck to get that one mutate card you really want. And then Cold Eye Selkie is just a... This one, I think, was originally in the pre-con, and I just really kept this in for the Island Walk because there's always a good chance that you're going to have someone who is playing an island... And heck, even the uh, the second ability deals combat damage to a player, you may draw that many cards. So you get a chance to draw a bunch of cards as well too. Dryad of Ilsean Grove for ramp, uh, and also for helping out that three different color cost. Because, hey, if your lands can tap for any color at that point, great, awesome. In case you don't have a uh, Chromatic Lantern out. Uh, Fertilid, just really helping for ramp really. Uh, I mean, it's a good mutate target if you need it, if you want to try to get a mutate effect off. Mainly used for ramp. Glowstone Recluse uh, is a really good mutate card just for pumping up creatures, and it's a cheap it's a cheap creature to get out early and just keep mutating on it. Reclamation Sage for that target artifact or enchantment hate. Then we got Sea Dasher Octopus just for a mutate to draw some cards. I mean, you can sort of see the see the theme of this deck is draw cards get those mutate that you want out trumpeting gnar just to sort of poop out other creatures because hey what if your big mutate creature gets killed hey look this poops out a token that helps you make another mutate target uh trigon predator i really only kept this in i think this is originally in the deck 
uh, the precon. I only kept this in for the flying. And plus, when it deals combat damage to a player, you may destroy a target artifact or enchantment that player controls. So handy to have. Uh, Yavamaya Dryad I kept in the deck for Forest Walked and just helped with some ramp as well. Beast Whisperer, once again, you're going to be casting a crap ton of creature spells in it, drawing more cards. Dirge Bat, pick off those pesky creatures and planeswalkers and opponent controls. Elusive Tormentor, so this is a card I really like, so I'm going to click on it here because the transform part of it is what you really want. So before it costs two double black and you have to pay one to discard a card to transform it, and the transform part is what you really want to mutate onto because the transform part is it's hexproof and indestructible. And holy crap, does that make that awesome. The perfect kind of mutate target. Because every time you mutate a creature onto it, it gains the hexproof and indestructible. And the bad thing is it can't block and can't be blocked. Well, it can't be blocked, so that's great. So it's an unblockable, hexproof, indestructible, and whatever the heck else you decide to put on it. So perfect card. All right, so next up we've got Endling, which I thought was a really good addition to it because you can use it to mutate a creature onto it and have it gain menace, death touch, undying to bring Endling back to it. So I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and then Gem Razor, I mean, how do you not keep getting target artifact and enchantment removal? I mean, it's it's great. This card, this card might be my MVP in the deck right now because it has helped me out so much more so than Dirge Bat. Dirge Bat is super useful, but it paints a big target. Gem Razor has saved my butt so many times. Insatiable Hemophage is really good for draining... Uh, opponent's life and you gaining life. Uh, Migratory Greathorn is great for ramping. Thrun the Last Troll is a great card because it can't be countered and it can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control, aka basically hexproof essentially. And you can regenerate it or aka give it indestructible as well. Woodwind the Biting Gale I think was left over from the pre-con. I just kept it in there for flash and flying and to try to return another uh, mutate target back to the field. Auspicious Sterix is probably another MVP of this deck because it just allows you to go through your deck and just put out a lot of permanent cards on the battlefield and just overwhelm your opponents. Brokos is great because you can use the mutate ability from it from the graveyard, which hey, you know you have you can keep trying to mutate on it. Cavern Whisper is great for making your opponents discard a card. Uh, Dreamtell Heron for drawing a card. Mull Drifter for drawing cards. <laughs> Pouncing Shore Shark for for bouncing your opponent's creatures. Uh, Shriek Maw for killing stuff. You know, and Fear, too, if you manage to not pay its evoke cost. Souvenir stat Stature Snatcher for snatching uh, opponent's creatures. Target non-creature artifact. Uh, Thornling is another great card that's just like Endling. Um, I did not I did not have Aetherling in this deck because I did not have a copy of Aetherling or else I probably would have put Aetherling in this deck as well. But Thornling can gain Haste, Trample, Indestructible, which is great. Vorpede, which I thought was a really cool addition because of the Undying and Vigilance and Trample, so you're not having to tap or anything. Mind Leecher is a great card for trying to steal from your opponent's libraries. Or, yeah, you get to play the cards. Uh, the other one, Sawtusk Demolisher. You get to destroy non-creature permanent. So basically like a beast within type type effect. 
that gives your uh, opponents a 3-3 green beast. But hey, it's actually any target. So it could even be maybe you want to get rid of something that's pesky on you, like a pesky aura or a curse, and boom, you get a 3-3 green beast. And Archipelagor has one me game straight out would just keep mutating on top of it where you get to just basically keep tapping your opponent's creatures and they don't untap. This card right here wins games 100%. Might be another MVP of the deck. Like, if I had to choose the MVP mutate creatures, it would be Archipelagor is definitely it. Uh, Auspicious Sterix and Gemraiser are the MVP mutate creatures in my opinion in this deck and i love all of them so yeah it's a very creature heavy deck so let's go over some of the other cards that i have here i've got two planeswalkers in it a uh, vivian championing the wilds because i want to be able to cast my mutate spells with flash which is a great thing to do because hey what if you're gonna go swing in and they're gonna block and it'll die like well i'm just gonna flash in a mutate boom there you go right there and the other one is the new one from Ikoria, Vivian Monsters Advocate, where I can look at the top card of my library. And if I have both out, to look at the top card of my library, I may cast creature spells from it, and my creature spells have flash. What's also great about this is the Neg 2 effect as well, too. You, you Neg 2, then you cast a Mutate spell, boom, you're going to get another creature out and put it on the battlefield as well. Awesome, awesome ability. And plus, it can poop out a Mutate uh creatures well i mean it can it can poop out a creature that's another mutate target i should say uh the artifacts are going to be pretty similar to what you're going to see in most edh decks i mean soul ring do i need to go more into that arcane signet which is quickly becoming a staple lightning greaves uh this does you know swift foot boots might be better in this deck because when you give a creature shroud you can no longer mutate on it so you know this might be a a card I might change out and put in Swift Foot Boots because I'd rather have Hexproof than Shroud, to be honest. Uh, Lightcrasser is Bestiary because you're going to be casting a lot of creature spells and sometimes you're going to want to draw a card. And the Scry one is so beneficial. The Great Henge, I mean, you know, gaining the life and then whenever you're going to cast a Mutate card, you're going to get to draw a card. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have that? And then going up to Enchantments, this might be my favorite enchantment here, Cunning Evasion. When Whenever a creature you control becomes blocked, you may return it to its owner's hand. So great. So you got your mutate creature. It's this big creature, and for whatever reason, your opponent flashes in a 1-1 death touch, and it's going to kill your giant mutate creature. Boom! You know what? No, it's not, because I have Cunning Evasion, and I'm going to return it all to my hand. Boom! What you going to do? Next up, we got Season of Growth. I mean, you're going to be targeting your creatures a lot, so this is just a no-brainer to have. You, you're going to scry one a lot, and you're going to keep casting spells that target a creature you control and draw cards. Guardian Project, once again, whenever you know, just drawing more cards, helping you dig through your deck here. Asceticism, once again, giving all your creatures hexproof, essentially. And allowing you to get the ability of in making them indestructible. So it's a win-win. It's a win right there. Uh, instance Growth Spiral for ramping and drawing cards. Beast Within for that spot removal. Crossing Grip for that split second spot removal of Artifact or Enchantment. Putrefy, more spot removal. Deadly Rollick, uh, another spot removal as well too. 
And, you know, if you have your commander out, you get to play it for free. So there's really no board wipes per se. So we have Animus Awakening for ramping up really good card. Mind Spring for drawing more cards. Profane Command, you know, spot removal or returning a card from the graveyard or having player lose X life, you know, just whatever choice you want to make it. Gaze of Granite, which is oh, somewhat of a uh, board wipe, sort of, kind of, depending on how much mana you pay into it. Kodama's Reach, more ramp. Diabolic Tutor, which is the budget version tutor, which is great for finding that mutate card you really want. Dredge the Mire, sort of like a, an Exhum, in a sense. Yeah, it pretty much is Exhum. Uh, explosive Vegetation, ramp. Migration Path, ramp. Casualties of War, some multi-spot removal, which I really like. I really like this card. It's not the best EDH card, but I like it because it can take out some pesky stuff. More than one pesky things. Deadly Tempest. So I do have a board wipe here. Okay, I forgot that I did. I should probably know that because, you know, I'm doing a freaking deck tech on it. But hey, when you've got like a lot of decks, you don't remember everything that's in it. So some good, some good spot removal there. Or board wipe, I should say. Emergent Ultimatum. Not the best ultimatum, but definitely a good one. Uh, you know, you're going to cast some creature spells anyway. And, you know, it, it's find your three best creatures. An opponent's going to, you know, choose one of them. And then you get to cast the others. So it's your ball. It's, it's ball is in your court for what you're going to cast here. And then find finality for returning some other creatures back to your graveyard, to your hand, which is always great. And that about does it for the actual cards here. Now, I don't really go over a lot of the lands too much in my deck text because a lot of it's going to really depend on, you know, what you have with you. But, I mean, just to go over it, Blighted Woodland for some ramp, Command Tower, Demir Aqueduct, Exotic Orchard. Basic lands, I always like having a healthy amount of basic lands especially when I'm doing three color decks because I've been burned too many times by back to basics where you know I can't untap my non-basic lands so I usually have a good healthy amount of basic lands in there and then you know I, I know I'm missing fetch lands and duels and shocks but I don't have those cards and and, and even if I did I probably wouldn't put them in this deck but I, if you do want to optimize your land base, obviously fetch lands and shock lands and duels are going to be your go-to for what you want to put in a deck like this. So I hope you enjoyed that little deck tech. Um, I want to do more. So as far as Otrini has played, I have I do pretty well with Otrini. Like my sort of goal for the deck is to try to draw as much as I can. Um, obviously, you know, I could do, if I really wanted to optimize this deck, I could get better tutors, like worldly tutor, mystical tutor, even demonic or vampiric tutor, and get the mutate cards that I am really looking for, which would probably be in the vein of Archipelago, Auspicious Sterix, Gem Razor, and Dirge Bat to really sort of lock down my opponents from being able to do anything, but... I'm not really about that sort of play in EDH where I have decks that will definitely lock down my opponents, but this was just meant for more something fun where, okay, I'm going to mutate, you know, 
I'm going to mutate Slippery Boggle with, you know, five different kind of mutate creatures. And, you know, all, all these effects are going to go off and crazy. So, yeah. So, I, if you really want to optimize this deck, I would definitely recommend getting more tutors in it for sure. And, you know, Court of Calling, um, Green Sun Zenith stuff like that i mean there, there's so many other good tutors out there that are not in this deck because i choose not to put them in this deck and you know what and that's okay if you want to play this more competitively great there are definitely ways to do it and there are better better things to put in this deck than what i have in here but if you're looking for just more of a casual approach to a trini yeah the price tag is a little bit high at 131 131 dollars right now so if you wanted to try to make this a bit cheaper, I would definitely take out the Great Henge because that's like a $25 card. Lightning Greaves, I think I am going to change that out and put in Swift Foot Boots now that I think about it. Uh, Vivian Monsters Advocate, you don't need that card. I'd rather have Vivian Champion of the Wilds if I had to be honest, if I had to choose between the two because I'd rather have Flash. Um, and what are some other cheap alternatives here like deadly rollick uh that's just expensive because of the pre-con and asceticism oh god that's such a handy card it's so good but i mean there there are ways to definitely cheapen the deck to make it a little bit more budget friendly because if you look the majority of my creatures are not expensive at all like yeah dryad of ilsian grove is a bit expensive here um and then the only other creatures above $2 are like Thrun the Last Troll, Brokos, and Thornling. But you could get pretty much all the creatures that you'd want out of this deck super cheap. And then, you know, just go for budget alternatives for some of the cards. Like, you, I put Planeswalkers in here, but you don't need Planeswalkers for this deck at all. Like, you really don't. You, you could get away with not having any Planeswalkers and just adding more creatures here. You know, I will link the deck list in the show notes and all that so everybody gets to see it. But, yeah, like, there's definitely ways to make this cheaper for this and getting rid of those expensive cards and making this play. I mean, look, Otrimi himself is only, like, a dollar right now, according to Scryfall.com. So, I mean, that's cheap as hell. Um, it's such a fun commander to play, too. Like, I really enjoy playing Otrimi. It's like I said, it's I try to draw as many cards as I can, try to get those mutate effects off. And if they kill all my stuff, I'm going to find ways to get my mutate creatures back into my hand for my graveyard. If they exile my graveyard, then I'm just going to cry. So there you go. That That's um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Otrimi's deck. I hope you really enjoyed the deck tech. You know, let me know what you think of it. And yeah, let me know either like send me an email or leave a comment below and let me know. So there you have it. That's today's show here. That's today's show in a nutshell. Pretty quick show. And I, I really enjoyed doing that deck tech, you know. I really, you know, enjoyed showing you all like what cards I have in it and just sort of the way I play it too. And, you know, there are some definitely a lot of alternatives that you could do to make it better or make it cheaper as well. So, you know, let me know what you thought of it, you know, and I might do another deck tech and... I, th I think that's the whole show. I think that's it. That's the whole kit and caboodle. And we're going to be signing off here. Thank you all for watching and listening and have a great night.